everybody, I'm Connor, that's Doug, and welcome to the Wonderful Wizard of Pod, a podcast about the surprising health issues actors endure during the filming of 1939's Wizard of Oz. Now, many people may know that the Beverly Hillbillies' Buddy Ebsen was the film's original Tin Man, but dropped out due to a severe allergic reaction to the aluminum dust used in the movie makeup. But we're going even deeper into the dark side of Oz. Did you know that Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch, got badly burned on her smoky exit from Munchenland? Or that her face stayed green for two weeks after the shooting? But that's not the worst of it. The scarecrow face prosthetics that Ray Bolger wore left a line on his face that took more than a year to disappear. And finally- Connor, Connor, I love The Wizard of Oz. It's one of my favorite films and it has so many behind the scenes stories and legends. For instance, did you know that the movie was a flop at the box office? It was right after the Great Depression. It was competing against Gone with the Wind at the theater. And did you know they used Jello to make the horse of a different color? But they had to shoot the scenes quickly because the horse was licking the Jello off. Doug, Doug. Looks like someone's found the Wikipedia page for Wizard of Oz. It was actually a better housekeeping article. I'm glad you're now such an Ozmetologist, but this is not that show. This is the Bethel School District presents a podcast about the Bethel School District, and we have a great show for you today. We do. January is an important month for our district and for districts around the country. Whole Child Month is here. It's a time when we're encouraged to look beyond the academic needs of students. Research shows that many children come to school with social, emotional, and academic development learning gaps unrelated to school or their education. That's why we've been working to shift from a singular focus on academic achievement to a view that promotes a student's social, emotional, and character development as well. At a recent school board meeting, Assistant Superintendent Dr. David Hammond said that goal setting is just as important for behaviors as it is for academics. I'm going to give you an example of the goal that was set at Natchez Trail Elementary at the beginning of the year. And the goal was by June 2023, the students at Natchez Trail Elementary will decrease discipline violations coded as majors for bullying. And this includes harassment, threats, and violence towards others by 15%. Their tier one approach was they would have a three-month classroom bullying lessons using their PBIS curriculum. Their tier two is going to be a check-in, check-out procedure with any students coded with bullying in the major category, any students identified of needing extra support. And then their tier three, any other students with violations, they would bring parents in, work on that parent partnership. And currently, as of now, They have seen an 86% decrease in bullying majors reported in the school. So they've gone from 14 at this point last year to two. And on the secondary side, Assistant Superintendent Dr. Brian Lowney said that there's new curriculum that will help with behaviors and social emotional issues on the horizon. For instance, at our high schools, we just finished piloting SEL curriculum in our advisory programs. I believe that was a character strong piece that we just finished piloting. And now we're working on another pilot, which is Seven Habits, both research-driven SEL curriculums for kids that are above the elementary and middle school ages. Those are some specific examples. And Alyssa Dornan with our behavioral health team also addressed the board with the positive ways we're moving forward, specifically with social-emotional learning. The social-emotional development of our students is truly our collective responsibility. We are thrilled to have four district staff members as certified mental health first aid trainers who've been able to provide youth mental health first aid training to certificated staff this past summer. And this is really exciting. In the next few months, over 120 instructional paraeducators 
who provides such important services to so many of our students will be youth mental health first aid trained. That professional development is critical in helping students and Todd King, Assistant Director of Behavioral Health, had a specific example. A student from Rocky Ridge who typically would have been referred for special education and probably uh, moved into a special program through our programs and the plans that have come also through Rocky Ridge and their amazing team and MTSS structures have been able to turn this kid around from being almost 0% in his classroom to now being almost 100% in his classroom and not needing those supports at all. You'd also be proud to know that many of our buildings have implemented calming spaces in the classroom for students to be able to self-regulate and manage emotions in the classroom, keeping them in the classroom without needing to have additional support of admin or counselors. Assistant Director Jody Grayeyes also talked about some great collaborations we're working on. We're also collaborating with Tacoma Pierce County Health Department to provide teen mental health first aid to 10th grade students in our district. Select counselors and social workers will be trained to provide the teen mental health first aid. This will provide 10th grade students with the skills to understand, identify, and respond to mental health or substance challenges that their peers or friends may be facing. Another collaboration we have is with Hazel Health. As we've talked about before, Hazel Health provides telehealth appointments so all students can access mental and physical health from their homes. As of December 16th, Hazel has received over 370 mental health referrals. 114 of those students have completed mental health appointments to date, and 32 of our students and families have utilized the before and after school Hazel services for physical health. Also really interesting to note, Bethel has a 71% conversion rate with Hazel. That exceeds their national average of 60%. And that conversion rate means that in Bethel, 71% of our referrals actually turn into services to kids. And in fact, we're doing such great work that State Superintendent Chris Reichdahl actually singled us out in his annual address. In Bethel School District, they're offering telehealth. We have a lot of rural districts who also want their students to get access to medical supports, mental health supports, and other things. They don't have those professionals and the numbers they need in their community, so they're using innovative technology like telehealth. Great to get that shout out from the state superintendent. And while we're shouting out the good work here in Bethel, January is also School Board Recognition Month. It's a nationwide effort to honor and underscore the important role of our elected school board members. At the meeting, representatives from the Bethel Education Association, Public Schools Employees, Bethel Principals Association, Bethel Area Council, and District Administrative Staff recognized the board for their efforts. And Dr. Hammond actually brought some thoughts from some of our youngest learners. The first question I asked is I told them it was School Board Appreciation Month, and if, is there anything that they wanted to share with the school board? So the first student's response was, thanks for helping us learn. Second student says, um, I don't know, what did they do again? Then I asked, what is their job? And the first student said, I think that they have money to build a big old school for all students in this school because if we have more coming we need a big old school <laughs> i was not aware of that but now that i know we'll have to get to work on that and then the next two this will tug at your heartstrings a little bit i think that they're going to use their money to um help students um get lunch so they lunch so they aren't starving and then the next one said they use their money to help poor kids. And then finally, I said, tell us what you think our school board does at their meetings each month. I think that they drink coffee. I think they eat cookies. I think 
School board members' goal day is give all the work to the teachers and give instructions for the day, and um, they give good advice to the teachers and principal and what to do and what not to do, and they make sure everybody's safe. And thank you once again to our amazing school board members. They are from District 1, Director Marcus Young Sr., from District 2, John L. Manning, from District 3, Rosanna Camacho, from District 4, Terrence Mayer Sr., and from District 5, Brenda Rogers. And we want to thank them one more time for their service to the students and families across our district. Also at the meeting, Dr. Lowney discussed two important items. First is standards-based instructional grading. It's a major move for us. It's, uh, it's going to be hard work for teachers, to be quite honest, hard work for administrators, hard work for students to move towards standards-based instruction. A grade means how well did I do towards getting to that learning standard? Because right now, and that's not just in Bethel, but across our country, a grade can mean many things. Grades are comprised of all kinds of some subjective and some objective kind of materials. And so we're working to, in each of our courses, our teachers are working to identify the priority standards. What are the 12 to 15 things that a student must learn each trimester in my course in order to, to pass that course and to do well? We're working on grade books. We're working on rubrics on how do you then give feedback to students on how they did so that they can get better. So we've got a ton of work still to do there. You'll hear more about that. And he followed that up with some perspective on our middle school math scores. We are in a crisis in math in our country, in our state, in our district. Our students are really not performing well in math. And we own that. The thing I saw today was I got to spend about an hour at Cedar Crest Middle School. So I walked into a classroom at, in room 213. There was one math teacher teaching about 27 students in math. Uh, it was eighth grade math. There were six other math teachers from that school observing, and they were embedded in pods within the classroom, observing not just the teacher-directed instruction, but they were observing the student interactions. Afterwards, we went to room 217-ish, and the principal, the seven teachers, then dissected not only the lesson, but the student interactions they observed. They talked about discourse, go figure in math, how students are talking, what academic vocabulary they're using. So it was a really empowering moment. I walked out of there really feeling optimistic about the state of math and heaven knows we have room to improve. But with that kind of work, we will. That's definitely serious stuff, but it's good to hear that we're moving forward and helping Bethel kids. And to wrap up the show today, we want to throw the spotlight on our 2023 Daffodil Princesses from our three comprehensive high schools. They were actually at the school board meeting. You can see a photo of them on our Facebook page. Melanie Bridgman is from Bethel High School. Melanie is a student in the Cambridge program. She's also a member of the National Honor Society and is the activities coordinator for the Future Business Leaders of America Club. In her spare time, she works as a referee and umpire for Bethel Rec. Carissa Milton is from Graham Kapowson High School. Carissa plays varsity softball and is the ASB president. She volunteers her time at Kapowson Elementary, the Graham Kapowson High School softball camps, the Pierce County 4-H Equestrian Department, and the Ording Food Bank. And Sarah Angelus Edmondson is from Spanaway Lake High School. Sarah plays an active role in her school community by participating in leadership, link crew, and the Ethnic Studies Committee. She's also president of the Black Student Union and the Esports Club. Selection for this year's Daffodil Queen is in March, and the Daffodil Parade is on April 1st. Congratulations to all of our Daffodil Princesses. Well, that's our cue. Must be time to go. It is, Connor. Just click your heels three times and say there's no place like home. I will not. Don't make me drop a house on you, Connor. We'll see you next time, everyone. Deuces.
Ha, 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 ha.